Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, where you can get all of your free wrestling news, exclusives, podcasts, we are quickly. We have quickly become already one of the top newsbreakers in professional wrestling. Remarkable with our accuracy. Also, we have FightfulSelect.com, our premium service. Maybe, maybe all the free wrestling content, the exclusives aren't enough for you. You want more. We've got a ton of podcasts over there. Alternate commentary, dark match commentary. Uh, me and Jimmy doing commentary on matches out of his archives. We also have the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, which is... Basically, a review of everything that is not SmackDown and Raw. And a bit of a companion piece with that, I'm happy to announce. Mr. Warren Hayes, who does the retro reviews with me, uh, has started a new NXT and 205 live review show. This week's will be free to non-subscribers. Give you a little bit of a preview. Then every Wednesday, he will review NXT and 205 live. That will lighten my load a little bit for the weekender. But I still talk Impact, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor, and I will talk some stuff from uh, 205 and NXT. As Alex has informed me on his first full night on the job, he'll be watching Itami and Cedric on the other screen, and I don't blame him. But uh, we have, if it were a work, if it were a shoot, a show where I break down uh, UFC and WWE cards if they were the opposite. It's a really neat concept. Check it out. We have members-only shows. We have all kinds of stuff. Q&A podcast goes up this week. Lots of stuff at FightfulSelect.com. Just head over there, check it out, see if you like it. We also have a playlist on YouTube available uh, called Fightful Select Free Previews that basically collects all that and lets you preview the service for free. Hot dog. Drop those SmackDown spoilers tonight. And I'll say this. I spoil you all. Literally and figuratively, because uh, while this show wasn't as bad as Raw, I will say that as a whole, there was more on WWE Raw that mattered than SmackDown. And that ain't saying a lot, Alex. No, it is not. Uh, I just wanted to say right off the bat, uh, this is my first official night as part of Team Blue I decided to dress the part. Oh, son of a uh, bitch. Because, you know, as we've seen uh, from Survivor Series, if you're not wearing the colors of the thing you're representing, people will get confused. And Who, who are you? What, what side are you on? Well, I'm on both sides now. I'm playing, playing both sides. But, yeah, uh, yeah, this was, this was uh, pretty standard at this point in WWE. Uh, it's, a, it's their standard go-home show. Hey, uh, you're, you guys are fighting – uh, this Sunday, why don't you get a few jabs in and, ooh, oh my God, Blank has pinned the champion. Um, and there's a lot of that. And uh, we're going to set the stipulation here. It's the dog bleep stipulation, but we're going to set it here anyway. Yeah, it's uh, it's that kind of stuff that uh, gets me really looking forward to Extreme Rules. 
WWE Monday Night Raw achieved some of their lowest viewership of all time last night. Yeah. Uh, not a big shock. There are some segments that, that did well. Like I use – the thing is it's hard to quantify how many people are watching Raw because now more than ever we have the DVR era. Yep. We have YouTube. There's Hulu. Also, Nielsen sucks. To be quite yeah. frank – Nielsen really, really sucks. It's so outdated. It's just not how people. No, it's just. Not I was like seventeen years old and looking, going, "Why the hell do people use quarter hours?" It doesn't. Yeah. I, in fact, no, I'm reading the new WCW Nitro book by Guy Evans, which I highly recommend. I'm going to do a review on it. But he actually talked about how one <laughs> Los Angeles news station manipulated during sweeps. I believe it was by running a story about Nielsen families. So Nielsen families would be like, oh shit, let me tune into that. And I gotta watch that. And it manipulated the the ratings. <clears throat> it is a really archaic, crappy thing. However, WWE's lowest ratings blow away whatever else would be in that time slot, slot on Fox on a sure. Friday, on USA. You know, USA's putting a lot of eggs in the Grizzly basket these days. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be honest with you. So many eggs in such a small basket. Yeah. And, oh. and yeah. oh, my God, it's such a terrible show, and I have friends that love it, and I'm like, man, pretty bad. It's pretty bad. They are very fortunate, very fortunate, if they hit 1.34 million. I mean, they're throwing parties when they hit 1.6 million. Yeah. The most that Crisley, USA's top show outside of Raw, has done 2.25 million. Raw, at their worst point of their worst show, is hitting 2.3 million. Yeah. Now, I get the feeling that Crisley ain't getting a billion-dollar TV deal anytime soon. <laughs> God, you never know with that guy. He got two shows out of this. Who knows what that guy that guy that guy's been working with the devil, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I can't believe that show still exists, but Yeah. Hey, that gives me hope for Miz and Mrs. I hope they do great. That's good. It's gonna it's, I'll tell you this, it's not gonna be a worse show than Grizzly. You're damn right. You're damn right. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of people there there was a lot made of this this number last night. Do you think SmackDown beats Raw in viewership this week? I mean, there really wasn't anything to to get them excited for. Like, we're, we'll talk about this when we get to it. But we've seen AJ versus Shinsuke. We've we've seen it. It's not. It's not like a yeah. oh, gotta tune in and watch that thing for the first teenth time ever. Um. Yeah. This is. It's. Uh. Yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't think it was anything. I mean, to their credit, at least they advertised a whole bunch of stuff that was supposed to be on the show and then they were like "Ooh, whoops looks like we're running long um yeah have them concoct a story where samoa joe laid out ty dillinger backstage for no reason so we don't have to do their seven minute match uh speaking of smackdown has been doing about 2.1 to 2.2 million so i I highly doubt they will somebody on our live chat says mr robot is usa's best show It, it is a great show but it also does one third the viewership of Grizzly, which is incredibly disheartening. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a much better show, but people don't watch it. Yeah, I mean, I I watch all kinds of stuff that is really terrible. The Sinner, the Sinner does about did a last summer about what Grizzly does, except for the finale. It it blew everything out of the water at two point four four million. That should really yeah. explain to you guys how important wrestling programming is to some of these people. Yeah. It is, it, it's huge numbers on their yeah. network yeah. that they can use for whatever they want. They're, they're making money off of this regardless. Yep. Oh my God. Let's go ahead and talk smack down live. We start off with Ms. TV. He welcomes, and I mean, really like heartily welcomes team. Hell no out there. Daniel Bryan and Kane <laughs> join Ms. Who, is quick to say, guys, let's throw everything aside. I'm here for the show. But then he plays clips of Miz and Daniel Bryan disagreeing. They know what's up. They see the writing on the wall. 
Yep. And Kane wants Daniel Bryan to focus. Keep in mind, Miz claims that this is like Team Hell No reuniting is like NSYNC reuniting, which is a recurring mm. theme throughout this show. Kane says that NSYNC will never reunite mm. because Justin Timberlake is too big. First off, will NSYNC ever reunite? No. no. More than a one-off, I agree. No, I know. Yeah, he might be like, hey, guys, um, I'm going to play the Super Bowl again this year. And I was thinking we did like 17 bars of bye, bye, bye. You want to show up? And I'm pretty sure Chris Kirkpatrick, like his his schedule's clear. And then so, you'll disappear into the ground again. <laughs> yeah. I need, uh, I'm going to need you guys to appear and disappear via the ground. Yeah. I, nobody can see you walking away. You'll just have to disappear. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this is, almost twenty years ago was uh, Instinct's heyday. Uh, it's it's yeah, they're, they're done. That's fine. They're done. they're done. They are done. In fact, <clears throat> so you know, Miz and Miz, Daniel Bryan, Kane. They're tra- Miz is trying to get them riled up. It doesn't work. But Sanity and Bludgeon Brothers show up and jump team. Hell no, they're saved by members of the New Day. But that doesn't last long as they get beat down too. Sanity uses a finish remarkably similar to the magic killer which is more of a power slam than than what Mm -hmm. the club do but i'm still thinking that's awfully close no they they they, that was their finisher back when sawyer fulton was part of the trio like he was doing the danger yeah magic killer was around much longer than that well i'm what i'm saying yeah i'm saying is that it's not like they they brought it out tonight for the first time they haven't done it in forever um, and I think it was problems of being like, hey, we want you guys to have a really cool, intimidating tag team finishing move. Uh, what is it? Well, uh, usually I just run at people really fast and I, you know, smash them. Okay, well, you could do that too, but there's this, find something else to do, Killian. And they did this. Okay, fine. Uh, no, it, it, it's this is a great beatdown. It it helps uh, re re uh, re up Sanity's stock. I'm I'm all I'm here for that. I I did find it funny that Miz was at some point was like, don't you know, I, I want to be the guy who retires you for good and all that kind of stuff. Is yeah. part of this. They're at least keeping that going because I mean, I don't know. I don't know how long this team hell no reunion lasts. I mean, listen, I, unpopular opinion alert. It was, it lasted too long the first time they got together three, three weeks ago, whenever it was for me. Like, I, like, I, I, nostalgia is great and everything, but you're at this point, you're deliberately finding ways to keep Daniel Bryan away from the main event scene of SmackDown or away My, from the well, Miz. And, and until but, he signs a contract, they probably should. Well, yes, but they're certainly not giving him any incentive <laughs> to be like, yeah, yeah but at the I'm, same time, well, I mean, okay, at the same time. Brock Lesnar's in a different category as it pertains yeah. to a draw, but they got a guy who doesn't have much of a deal who is actively leaving the company. Yeah, it's true. I, I, I would just, I, I just, if, if they, if they screw it up, and he leaves before having a one-on-one with the Miz, like, come on, guys, like you've, you've, you, you had him, you had him diddling around with big casts for forever. And now he's back together with with Kane, who is isn't he like the mayor of something? So, like, Team Hell knows rise and fall. I think is a real, real sign of WWE just failing to tell good stories. Some dating back to 2014 and having storybook endings like they used to have. They used very rarely do you just see, wow, what a happy ending, and then we go from there. Like Shawn Michaels winning the WWF championship in 1996 and the boyhood dream has come true. Stone Cold Steve Austin culminating his run. Now, Daniel Bryan won the title, but right after that, they went into the Kane thing. And it's just like, that wasn't the most important thing on the show. I really thought Kane should have been working from within to take down the authority to help out his buddy. And just sabotaging things all along that really, that keeps him over. It gets Daniel Bryan over. And then maybe he wants the favor afterwards. Then yeah. you can do a turn. But I, I see what they're doing. Daniel Bryan hasn't signed a contract, so fair, whatever. Adam Pearson, Fit Finley come out and try to break up this fight. 
AJ Styles defeated Shinsuke Nakamura via DQ. This match is happening again. And honestly, it wasn't a bad match or anything. I thought Nakamura was on during this match. But the highlight was Rusev on commentary. Rusev is phenomenal on commentary. He says, quote, I came out on a tank. How many people came out on a tank? End quote. DX did. Right. But other than that, that's pretty good company. Yeah. No, that's, there's your, (laughs) I mean, that's the answer to his question. Um, yeah. And I, I think that we we need to remember that Rusev came out on a tank to face John Cena at WrestleMania. Uh, he was undefeated for a year. Uh, he was he was an absolute monster heel. And over the over the uh, you know a few years after that, they completely nerfed him to the point where he got himself over as a comedy act babyface with a cast off former tag team member as his hype man. And they're like, wow, you guys, you're selling a lot of merch. Um, hey, how about we we have you have your first ever WWE championship shot? And get this, we're going to make you into a giant heel again after you got yourself over as a babyface. Like, he's one of the most popular guys on the show. Like, like organically popular. Like, doing only him being himself. Like, if you watch him on, if you look at his stuff on on social media, the guy's a star. He's just so fun. And no, we got to make him into the big bad Russian again. Okay, I guess. Man, they're, yeah. they're going to render this guy to where he is as over in 2018 as the Quad City DJs. Can't wait. Um, he also <laughs> says, quote, <laughs> I can't remember who asked him about the calf crusher. But Rusev yeah, said, that's so good. Seamus tried to put me in a calf thing and he couldn't. They're too big. Follow me on Instagram and see how big my calves are. End quote. <laughs> I love that he says, I have I have four different escapes from yes. the calf crusher. <laughs> I I hope that AJ puts him in four different calf crushers and he gets out four different ways. Wouldn't it be great if they actually followed through on that? It'd be so cool to know that this guy who's a giant brute and also honestly one of the funniest guys on on the on the roster is a technical wizard. That'd be so cool. I'd love that. So this match, like I said, the the contents of the match were pretty good. Styles immediately cracks Nakamura with a big drop kick. During the commercial, Nakamura hits Styles with a knee. There's an Ushi Garoshi. AJ struggled to get out of a triangle armbar, but Rusev steps in and causes the DQ. There was also a nice front suplex from Nakamura. Nakamura's about to clobber Styles, but Jeff Hardy makes the save. I'll tell you what, man. There aren't many people from a physical perspective, if I am in that ring getting my ass kicked by Nakamura and Rusev, that I want to see less than (laughs) Jeff Hardy. And I'm like, oh, my God. The walking mascot for Sciatica is coming to save me. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Please. Oh, my. My screen just got out of focus. What, oh, happened? what happened? I don't know, man. You put Vaseline all over the lens? Oh, that's I've much got better. that Mark Harmon lens going from NCIS. <laughs> Jesus. I'm looking older by the day. Let's fix this. Okay, there we go. No camera trickery here at Fightful. I would never use a green screen on you guys. I would never use a card-throwing machine on you guys. So, Paige comes out. And it's a tag team match playa, keeping the tradition alive on SmackDown. Are we not? Yeah, yeah. This was uh, this is this is fine. I, my only thing with this is that Paige is like, oh well, hey, you know what? People are like, oh, she's shaking things up. By, yeah, that pissed me off so bad. By, by creating a tag team the way the WWE has created tag team matches. For years, that's that's uh-huh. how, literally the most of the ways they do it. Um, but like AJ just wrestled a full match, like there were like two commercial breaks, and and like well, since you guys are facing each other uh, this Sunday, how about we have our WWE Tag Team uh, Champion wrestle a third match? Like he's just like it's it's so weird that uh, it seems like um, kind of a punishment. And if he were to lose at Extreme Rules, uh, you could have that be a part of a story that he was, like, really run down after having to wrestle for, like, 30 straight minutes on Tuesday. 
Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but he's not going to lose on Sunday. So we'll talk about our predictions uh, in after we cover the show. Rusev and Nakamura defeated Hardy and Styles. There is a bear hug trade, essentially. Uh, that was whatever. Jeff Hardy hits his moves. I would take out that leg drop to the to the penis if I were him. Don't need that. He doesn't need that. Also, what is that splash that he's doing where he falls on the opponent? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so the motion that he's doing is kind of it's a swan dive essentially. He's just yes. leaning, falling over. But he's just <laughs> he's not even jumping. At least on the live events when he doesn't do the swanton, yeah. he'll just jump up in the air and do a splash. Yeah. You got to get the title off this guy. So yeah. badly you got to get the title off this guy. He is an entrance pop at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's too bad cuz I really like the the new thing with the face paint. It's that's that's fun. It's you know, it's a callback to to a certain time and um, but yeah, uh, as I said, uh, a- after, um, you know, Shinsuke lost the last title match he had with AJ, drop him down the card, have him take the U.S. title off of Jeff Hardy and keep it on him through the fall. You, I mean, I, th- I think that's a great thing you can have. There are, there are a bunch of dudes who could chase it. You could have, you could have individually all three members of the New Day, like, one after the other, get title shots. They could do a lot of fun things you could do because Shinsuke is great as this heel. When they when they turned him heel, I was like, wow, this is great. Like, this whole, it's a completely invigorated his character, and all he had him do was lose to AJ. A I mean, billion times. A billion times. Also, you know, the, he hit people in the penis a lot. I mean, there was that. He did. Uh, he dropped Jeff Hardy right on his penis. Machka kick won it. Uh, Rusev had also took out Styles of the Machka kick. This was average at best and still better than the Lumberjack match. Backstage, Ellsworth tells Carmella that he has it handled and winks at her. She did not take kindly to this. I mean, Ellsworth, they have him going full-on sexist pig. And he's so corny, but, I mean, he does it, he does it as well as he can. But Carmella does go off on him. He disrobes. And asks for the respect of the women at ringside. Mm-hmm. They provide that respect, fortunately. Ellsworth leaves the ring to avoid Asuka's spinning back fist. I thought that was a nice callback from last week, how hard he got cracked by it. He was like, no, not this week. Not falling mm-hmm. for that again. No. Or not, not even falling for it. Not getting hit with that again. Naomi and Becky throw him back in the ring and he begs off. Sonya and Mandy just look at him and force him in the ring, which I thought was a nice touch. Asuka lands a kick, but whiffs with her running ass attack. I, I would say as far as SmackDown goes, I'd put Asuka about maybe third on the list in running ass attacks. And if I were Naomi, I would say, hey, maybe lay off of the running ass attacks. That's that's really all I have besides, that's, yeah. that's what I got going for me. She, she could say, hey, Asuka, listen, I call that the rear view. Can, can, no, can... no, 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 no. They do. <laughs> they call that the rear view. Meanwhile, I saw Hiromu Takahashi hit Dragon Lee with his ass so goddamn hard on Saturday night. I thought Dragon Lee was going to be the crippled one. That was nuts, man. Yeah, you can yeah. say what you want about that Phoenix Plex. Hiromu Takahashi hit Dragon Lee in the face with his ass bone so damn hard. It was unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. All the dragon or lump the dragons. All the, that would be great. Lumberjacks dressed as dragons. <laughs> Give me that. Great. That'd be great. Lumberjacks end up fighting. Becky catches Ellsworth. She and Naomi drag him back. The lumberjacks attack again. This is sloppy as shit, Alex. It's so bad. It's just it, uh look, I mean, okay, so you have your 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 paper champion, Carmela, although she's been doing a lot better recently. But everyone knows she's not up to the level of her competition. So you give bring back James Ellsworth to fill that role, and that's fine. But in all of this, it just makes Asuka look bad. Yeah. Like all this whole thing, like, and this is a thing, like 
somebody who's like, well, this is a good step toward intergender wrestling. If you're into that and you want that to see that in WWE is like, well, yeah, but I mean, if this is intergender wrestling, then Oscar should beat James Ellsworth in three seconds. Like, because you see intergender wrestling in other promotions where, you know, really great women fight really great men and it's close. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, so it's a weird thing that like, it just, it cheapens the whole idea. And I think this is like Vince McMahon going, ah, so you want to see intergender wrestling? Oh, here it is. This is the best I got for you. I think it's more just giving Carmella a heater. I think that's really just it. Asuka jumps on the pile, kicks Ellsworth, or then kicks Ellsworth into Carmella, rather. The Asuka lock wins it. This was not good. Yeah, it was my my favorite part was like, oh, these women, they can't get along. They're all supposed to be lumberjacks. Oh, geez, they just, somebody said something about somebody's makeup, I'll bet says Jerry Lawler from the comfort of his couch. So before this finish, Carmella had tried to hand James Ellsworth a spray bottle. After the match, Carmella attacks and sprays it in it being the bottle of what, or not the bottle, whatever's in the bottle, into Oscar's face. What do you think was in the bottle? Easy answer, arrogance cologne. Well, if it's not arrogance, then it's, you know, something along those lines. A good idea. Arrogance is a good idea for the cologne. Yes. It's a perfume of some kind, perhaps a hair care product, some Aquanet in a little uh, smaller version. Uh, yeah, um, it's the same basic idea. I think uh, Miz and Maurice did this with uh, Dolph Ziggler a couple years back where there was a spray thing in his face. And oh, that's fine. living off of it for a while with cold spray. That's true. Um, so uh, I'm assuming we'll get into this uh, stipulation as well. Um, gosh, I wonder if that's going to be dropped from the shark cage suspended above the ring and Carmella will try to get it, but Asuka will get it or something like so contrived. So you boys at Fightful.com hitting you with that raisin brand, those scoops. Scoop of the century, James Ellsworth, shark cage, extreme rules. I mean, I'm giving you all that one for free, guys. I mean, Jesus, do I... The goods. The the thing about the shark cage is that it almost always leads to a foreign item being dropped from it to to the heel by the heel's manager or whatever. So my thought is, why do it with bars? Like, do a big plexiglass box where the guy can't reach through it. And then that solves your problem. But, oh, wait, you don't want to solve the problem. It's one of your little overbooked ways of get, keep keeping the belt on the on the heel champ. So let's we'll, we'll look forward to that. Ellsworth also offered Paige a kiss backstage. She was not interested. <laughs> we had Andrade seeing Almas defeating Sin Cara. These guys wrestled like they were bumped from the show for three weeks in a row. Sin Cara came out hot with a suicide dive, but we go to a commercial shortly after. Uh, in that commercial, we have a Tranquilo pose. Now, there was an awesome-looking move that Sin Cara did. It was a swinging pile driver, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's hunky-dory with WWE, but an actual pile driver isn't, well, which yeah. is way safer. Way safer, yep. A little confusing to me. Yeah, it was a great move. It was fun. Like, uh, it was one of those things where I was watching, and I was like, wow, I, yeah. Didn't they start their feud with like a backstage interview in May? So it's nice that they finally got around to giving us this match. Um, and, you know, it, it, it serves the, the, the um, story well. To, you know, it builds, it's going to build Andrade well. And they're actually going to see Sin Cara get in some good shots, you know, get in some good offense. Uh, I've certainly never seen him attempt that swinging, crazy pile driver thing. Uh, that's a new one on me. So it's good to see new stuff being done. However, uh, all the people out there are like, see, the WWE is just so much safer. Yeah, no. yeah, because because that that couldn't have possibly ended tragically. Yeah, come on, he's four. He's turning forty one in a couple months. Man, I don't remember Hunico being this good. <laughs> I don't remember the original Sin Cara being this good outside of Mexico. Damn, man, <laughs> Sin Cara, he he earned that new contract. He is yeah. he is good for what WWE has them do or has him do. But, well, I will say this that. 
slingshot Hurricane Rana he did to the outside was not good. He powerbombed himself no. on the floor. No, not good. But Andrade Cien almost hit that nasty back elbow. It's so good. Yeah. And I hate Sin Cara holding onto the damn ropes for that stomp spot. Now, on the Q&A show that I did last week, uh, Option Zero, one of our subscribers, asked about Sean Waltman criticizing the Bandera spot. It's where somebody's running into the corner and they get thrown out onto the apron. It's really unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And Sin Cara avoided that, but then immediately went into the rope hung spot. And I'm like, yeah. ah, damn it. In my match ratings, I would have probably given this a 6.75, but him doing that one spot shaved just a little bit off for me, man. Yeah, yeah. Knees in the corner get the win. Uh, no hammerlock DDT here, but a good match regardless of what I thought of that spot and the slingshot Rana. Yeah, my, I mean, I always read too much into stuff. It's part of my sickness. But I really hope this isn't this isn't the beginning of – uh, of of them doing away with the hammerlock DDT and going back to the double knees in the corner as his finish, because because double knees in the corner finish almost in NXT was is not a guy I want to go back to. I'm I'm almost waiting for like for Vince to like have found video of him entering to the ring wearing suspenders and that hat and be like, now that's the guy I like, like because I I don't trust Vince with any of my so i'm just just worried worried so much because they kept this he had two damn matches since he was called up before tonight against squash opponents like why are you hiding this guy he should be in a title picture he's so good let him be good great storytelling is not done in wwe these days and that really hurts me because there are so many great stories to be told I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Kane backstage quotes this I promise you from NSYNC. <laughs> yeah, for, why not? Yeah. Why not? Sure. We get a chaos promo. And then this match, I don't know if the beginning was good. I don't know if the first 10 minutes are good. You want to know why? Because in a five-minute period, one commercial break ended, another started and ended, and then another one started. Five minutes. They went from the end of commercial break to a pay-per-view commercial break to the final commercial break. I couldn't get started for this match. Who plans this shit? I don't know. The same people who planned to have Samoa Joe versus Ty Dillinger on the show at some point, and then were like, whoops. Was this? Oh, we thought this was raw. We thought we had three hours. Whoops. I don't know. This was bad. I wish they wouldn't do that. I wish they wouldn't because they do their little like, you know, oh, hey, up in the left-hand corner for, for people in America, you can watch in tiny, tiny picture in picture. You can watch some of the match. Uh, but it doesn't help when because they only do that for one, one commercial break in a match. So if you have three in a row, we're not going to get to see that. So, yeah, it was not it was not great because – I'm super into all these teams. Oh, and, and their teams, the Bar and Usos can't even get on the show right now. The, the, think about that. The Bar and the Usos, the guys who held the championships for as long as, like, throughout most of 2017 on the respective shows are now on the same show on SmackDown, and they're on the sidelines. They're just, they're just not on the show. Like, I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. Match rating for this probably would have been higher. Those release every morning after the shows, but I didn't get to see much of the match. I missed so much of it because of commercials. It was weird. Harper gets a nice Michinoku driver. I love that Tornado DDT from Xavier as well. Daniel Bryan gets a hot tag and tries to get a yes lock on Eric Young. I believe this is the first time they've ever wrestled, and they've both been at it for almost 20 years, Alex. Yeah, I know. It's interesting because, you know, there's the thing of, like, Eric Young was basically playing the Daniel Bryan part in TNA for a while. Uh, And uh, so it's kind of interesting that these guys are are together now. Um, I'm, um, yeah, this was, this was, this is interesting. Like, I'm I'm really interested in to see this. I mean, you you could, you could totally sell me because they all kind of, they're basically working the same gimmick, let's be honest, of a sanity Bludgeon Brothers giant, five-man 
faction that just wrecks stuff. Because they're basically running the same stuff. I mean, if you saw Killian Dane come out next week with an animal skull on his face, you'd be like, yeah, that's, that fits. So. So we also get uh, everything breaks down. Black hole slam from Harper. Big E launches Kofi over the top rope. Big E with his YOLO dive on Dane. And then Brian wins over Young with his big knee. Sanity have not won yet. I, I think we'll, we'll talk about our predictions momentarily. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anything? I mean, no. There's a, what you were talking about. I want to talk about that because to me, the, the, we're, we're, we're starting with... I mean, well, San- to be fair, we're just talking about the end ring here. There was no storyline progression. No, none. Um, none. Um, Sanity uh, versus New Day uh, this weekend uh, starts this feud. I'm hoping this feud lasts for a while because six-man tags between the New Day and Sanity are all kinds of fire. Um, Also, you have no shortage of singles and tag matches involving in those guys that I want to see. Like, set aside 12, 13 minutes on some random episode of SmackDown on the dog days of August when when you just got to fill time and give me Killian Dane versus Big E and let those two guys bruise the hell out of each other. Like, I want to see that. Like, that'll be some good stuff. Just, but don't screw it up. That's all I got to ask is just don't screw it up. Match was fine. It was fine. It was, it was fine. But this was a nothing happening show. A stipulation got set and that was it. That was it. Let's go ahead and yep. talk about WWE Extreme Rules. Of course, the, uh, Fightful.com will have uh, full live coverage. Come over there to our uh, live discussion. I'm going to start doing giveaways in random live discussions here and there. We've got DVDs. We've got merchandise, all kinds of stuff to give away at Fightful.com. So you never know when I'll drop in on any particular live discussion and say, hey, giving this away, run a contest, maybe a trivia deal, maybe random. I don't know. Let's make our prediction. Tables match. Sanity versus New Day. First off, I like that they're making this a tables match. It's different. Sanity's winning this. Yep. Yeah, um, I, I like that too. Too many of the matches so far on Extreme Rules are just regular singles matches. Like You got Lashley versus Reigns. That's just a regular match. You got uh, Styles versus Rusev. That's just a regular match. You only only have one Extreme Rules match, and it's Nia versus Alexa, so you give Alexa the opportunity to use the kendo stick a few times. Like, we don't have enough Extreme on the Extreme Rules pay-per-view, so I'm really happy it's a stables match, and I'm really happy that I believe Sanity will get their first win. I think they'll uh, do a little beatdown afterwards. I think they'll look really strong, and it'll give New Day some fire, uh, to, through this uh, feud, to extend it through into SummerSlam. I'm um, looking forward to that very much. Yeah, I think Sanity need to win this. It's the right kind of match for them to win this. Uh-huh. Really wouldn't mind Sanity making tables their thing for a while. Sure, somebody's got to do it. Dudleys are long gone. Long gone, and people are not going to stop chanting, we want tables, so uh-huh. give it to them. Yep. Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is winning this match. Jesus Christ. That's the thing is it's just a weird thing if it's it's it, I mean if you were at all interested in story it's the perfect thing to give Bobby the win here and then and then have Roman be set aback for a second and like wait I'm thought I was the big dog and now he's got to change his tactics going into SummerSlam because apparently we're not going to have a Brock Lesnar match to SummerSlam so I don't whatever. know what the hell we're going to have uh anybody who's pretending that they know yeah. doesn't know because I don't know if Brock knows right now. Right. But I guess I what I'm saying what I'm saying is you're right, Roman Reigns is absolutely going to win this thing. But but that kind of ends all story progression right there. If he comes yeah. up against a new guy who's who's stronger than he is, delivers the spear harder, like has a counter for his best stuff, that's a that's a story you can run with and have Roman have to fight from underneath against a guy who's actually bigger than he is. But sure. instead, you're probably just going to have, you know, Roman fight from underneath the entire time. Superman punch, Superman punch, spear win. 
With the Brock thing, Brock ain't telling the the terms of his contract to anybody, by the way. Right. He's not gonna, he doesn't need to. But like whether it's multi-year, whether it's one more date, originally it was only through SummerSlam. Yeah. The terms have changed at some point. Like whether it's one match or if it's frozen now because of the UFC thing, there are so many question marks around that. Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens, Steel Cage match. Here's the thing. I think Braun will win, but if Kevin Owens wins by escaping, that would make a little bit of sense. I mean, he's yeah. trying to get away from Braun Strowman. The 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 best thing they could do here, I mean, the problem is they've already they've already spent a lot of your cool um cage spots you can do in this moment. But if 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 Kevin is able to escape through the door or over the cage, and he's just standing there at the bottom of the ramp, and he's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I won!" And then Braun just kicks the the, the side of the cage off its hinges and chases him out out of the building. I mean, hey, it doesn't like it's not. This isn't for anything. The briefcase isn't on the line. There, it, it, it's 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 one of Kurt Angle's meaningless matches. But um, I think that Kevin Owens should win. Um, aping because that's what he's been doing this whole this whole time because Braun is bulletproof. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler, Seth Rollins, thirty minute Iron Man match, Intercontinental Championship. Ah, so I think that Seth Rollins shouldn't win because he should be. He's red hot right now. Yeah, but if that's the most important championship on the show, yep. By then default, he it is probably should win, but at the same time. You've got Ziggler meaning something right now, and you also have Drew McIntyre really meaning something after Monday. Yep. There, I, I'm torn on this one. I'm torn on this one because I don't have a damn clue what's happening with Lesnar. Yeah, it's so weird. You know, like there's there's all these things that you could absolutely see. Um, I don't I don't know when it's going to happen, if it's ever going to happen, but a perfect time for it to happen for Dean's comeback is to be Seth's tag partner against these two guys at SummerSlam. That's a match people would be really excited for. And I don't think it matters which guy, Rollins or Dolph, has the belt at that time, if they're going to do it that way. I could also see Seth retaining and Drew saying, okay, now it's my turn. And having Drew go up against Seth in, in, a, in a title match. There's a lot of things you could do with this here. But I think the safest bet is to have Dolph retain um, via uh, Drew interference at some point, giving him the one victory uh, padding over it, like five to four or whatever, two to three. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm going with Ziggler. I think it, I think you should keep McIntyre and Ziggler hot. Rollins yeah. is going to be over no matter what, especially if you cheat him. Yeah. Bludgeon Brothers defend against Team Hell No. You can either put the titles on Team Hell No or you can do the inevitable split here. <laughs> What do you think? I don't, man, I don't know. Gosh, I mean, giving him the titles means to me that's a transitional team. They're not they're not staying together for, for the long haul. Um, so who are they transitioning it to? Because it looks like Sanity and, and maybe they're transitioning it to the bar. Maybe the bar get the tag SmackDown tag deals. I don't I know. I think there are, there are a lot of teams, right? There are a lot they of have teams. a great tag team division on They SmackDown. really do, but I feel like Sanity and New Day are probably – uh, up against each other for a while. At least that's what I, I'm, I'm hoping. Um, I think the Bludgeon Brothers keep it because I think they want to have those guys be the monsters with the belts for a long, long time. That's what it feels like to me they're building up those guys as. Reminder, guys, live post-show podcast, Fightful.com. We got you covered. Carmella Asuka, Carmella defending her SmackDown Live Women's Championship Ellsworth suspended above the cage. I think Asuka will outsmart Ellsworth and spray Carmella with the spray mm-hmm. and pick up the win. Yeah, uh, there's no way there's not shenanigans involved. Whether or not that benefits Asuka, you know, in a roundabout way, or if that's the excuse they give to have Carmella win again. Um, shenanigans 100%. And I'd say 65-35, I'm leaning toward Asuka. The deleter of worlds against the B team. This feud has been a wad. Just a total 
wad outside of Matt Hardy beating the living shit out of Bo Dallas last night. That was hilarious. Listen, uh, there there are so many possibilities they're never going to do. If Bray Wyatt has had Bo Dallas as a sleeper cell this whole time. (laughs) To overcome Curtis Axel. No, but like the idea that like Bo Dallas, who is his actual brother, though they never talk about it. Like if he, if he hypnotized him 13 years ago and there's like a phrase he can whisper in his ear that turns him into a perfect Bray Wyatt cult member. There's a lot of things you could do, but no, it's just going to be the leaders of worlds winning, um, which is a shame because when when the B team like won that damn you know battle royal eighteen weeks ago, whenever it was, um, yeah. they were hot, and you could have told me right then, let's let's do a match, let's see what happens after that match. We do a compound match, then we got the feud over. But now it's like here's a match, the extreme rules. There's really no extremeness to it. Who's going to win? I don't care. Do you? <laughs> yeah, by the because, time because, by the time this match is happening, it's six weeks after they won that battle royal. Oh my god! Listen, just put the damn titles on Authors of Pain and have the revival chase them, and make that every damn week on Raw the best match of the night because those guys can do it. So do that. Instead of like this comedy sideshow that you've made the Raw tag team division into. And they're trying hard. They've <laughs> Axel and Dallas have won seven straight matches on TV. And that doesn't happen very much. And I'm not nope. talking just like, oh, seven over the course of I'm talking like for two straight months every week they're winning. Oh man. Woof. Alexa Bliss against Nia Jax. I hope Alexa wins and we move on. Just... Oh, yeah. Alexa is winning, um, and uh, and then she'll face Rousey at SummerSlam. Yeah, I hope. AJ Styles defends against Rusev. AJ Styles is probably winning this, but I expect yeah. I expect a banger of a match. Oh God, yeah. Rusev gets to work with a guy who's really going to put him over. Like the way AJ Styles bumps. God, like this is going to be so good. Like it'll be a couple of Machka kicks that you swear de- decapitate. Uh, AJ Styles and nobody in the business reacts poorly to a two and a half count better than than Rusev. Like it <laughs> looks like he's like he's just had his heart broken every time that, that he doesn't quite pin the guy. He's been working that since he was wrestling Cena. He knows how to do that right, and it's going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a great match. Uh, and I think the problem is is that the the conclusion is foregone. And AJ's winning. We will be live right after the show. We'll be in the live discussion over at Fightful.com. Guys, hit me up with uh, questions over at FightfulSelect.com. Even if you're not a subscriber, you can just log in, send in your questions. I'm doing the Q&A show this week. Also, I'm doing If It Were a Work, If It Were a Shoot this week. We have uh, Warren Hayes' NXT 205 live review. I have the Weekender podcast. Damn, there's a lot going on this weekend. Subscribing gets you all kinds of stuff. Stupid people extended merchandise. Eh, we just got a lot of stuff. A new uh, behind the scenes segment with DDP. I see you over there wincing uh, at 205 Live. And AO Tommy just hit his hesitation corner dropkick against uh, Cedric, who was in like the ring steps. So yeah. he just got his face smashed into the ring steps. It looked brutal. Good Lord, I love this program. Well, I can't wait to check that out. Of course, guys, first episode of Warren Hayes' NXT and 205 live show will be free to non-subscribers. Also, I think I'm going to make one of our retro reviews uh, free to non-subscribers soon as well because I want you all to get a look at that. Those are a lot of fun. Also, here, here and there on Fightful Select, I drop in and I do an alternate commentary randomly. I did one on Drew Gulak and Jack Gallagher when I couldn't sleep one night. Just... Hey, why not? The the match is online. We'll do it. So lots of cool stuff there, and we're always looking to add things as well. Follow me at Sean Rossat. Follow Alex at Palowski the fourth. Alex, before we go, I want your thoughts. Where does Isaiah Thomas end up signing? <laughs> if anywhere, nobody I mean, wants him. Well, I mean, I think you could you could do a really um, you could do a fun um, little 
what is it, mid-level exception? The, the, the smallest thing that you can give him, the veterans minimum. There's a lot of teams that if he winds up being healthy for half the season and he gives you 20 minutes off the bench and just fills it up, I mean, that's, that's what he's there for. That's what, that's what his whole role was before he was with the Celtics. Listen, so the, if, he, so if he wanted to, to sign, with, sign with my Milwaukee Bucks and replace Eric Bledsoe, I, I wouldn't be mad at him. Ugh. Ugh. Eric Bledsoe's terrible. I don't want him on my team anymore. Man, you do. I'm a Kentucky fan, so first piss off. But <laughs> Isaiah Thomas is playing defense. Here's the thing. The Nets have cap space, but they have D'Angelo Russell. Right. The Bulls have cap space, but they have Chris Dunn. Yeah. There are – who else is there? Okay, the Hawks have cap space. They have Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> the, the Hawks aren't signing anybody. Yeah, they, they, they are going to get better. No. Uh, the Kings have cap space. No. They have De'Aaron Fox. So, yeah, man, you can't the, – the, the, thing, the thing about Isaiah Thomas is that he doesn't play any defense. But you know who else doesn't play any defense? Jason Terry. 53-year-old yeah. Jason Terry, who is one of our backup point guards. If Malcolm Brogdon is starting, which he should be, and he plays great defense, if you get down by eight or ten points in the third quarter and you want to quickly get some back, you put in Isaiah Thomas, maybe he, yeah. he fills it up for you for a while. Then when it's tied up, then you bring Brogdon back in and play some defense. Because the, the Bucks, when they get down by eight or ten in the third quarter, they usually fold. You need a guy who yeah. gets you instant offense. If I were the Spurs, I would try to sign him because why not? He doesn't fit their scheme at all. But what is their scheme? Because yeah. I don't know. <laughs> because Tony Parker's gone. Tony Kawhi Parker's Leonard gone. is maybe not playing. Yeah. No, their, their scheme is Greg Popovich starts to think retirement looks good. That's what their scheme is. Yeah, and he ain't going to the Lakers, which would normally make sense because he already had a round with LeBron. Oh, by the way, the Lakers have Rondo and LeVar Ball. No. Ma- the Sixers have the <laughs> Sixers a, maybe a little, if, Freud, a little Freudian slip on your fault on your part. You what said, did I say? You said that the uh, Lakers have Lavar Ball. I mean, Levar. they do. They but do. They, but they, uh, they do have Lavar Ball. Have Levar that's Ball. the problem. They have Lonzo Ball, but they also have Lavar Ball. But yeah, <laughs> you know the Sixers have like a one hundred million dollar payroll, but Markel Fultz doesn't know how to shoot anymore or can't remember how to shoot. I think he'd be a nice insurance for one year. There also, this is a really good indication of any time a fan says, "Oh, this player isn't loyal." Uh go piss off somewhere because Isaiah Thomas played oh. through a hip injury that should have had surgery right after his sister died too, like right was- after his sister died. Oh, and then the Celtics traded him yeah. and he had to get it taken care of. Yep. Oh boy. Now the thing is, if he, it's hard. It's hard for me to say oh, he should learn to play better defense. He's tiny. We'll see where it goes. Love our NBA talk. We'll do this here and there. Yeah, why not? At the end of uh, Tuesday night SmackDowns, because our shows end rather early. We only have two hours to talk about and no storylines to discuss whatsoever. <laughs> storylines. What are more those? NBA storylines to talk about? Than anything. Uh, here's a couple storylines. Not storylines. Gold Dust has surgery on mm-hmm. both of his knees. Fandango out with a shoulder injury. Yeah. Not big time injuries by by any stretch of the imagination. Neither no. guy was on TV, but still bummer. Yeah, it's total. Bu- listen, it's a total bummer for me. Like my heart. Uh, because I love Brizongo so much. I think those guys were were so great. Still one of I think. My favorite matches of that of that year was uh, them versus um, the Usos at Backlash with, with, with all the costumes and everything. And then aside from the comedy of the match, it was really good and hotly contested. And there were like three near falls where I thought Brizongo was going to be the tag team champions. Like that was so much fun. And the fashion files were great every time they put them on TV. And no more. No more of that, and so I'm I'm hoping that at least they find something for Tyler Breeze to do besides give fashion device to Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan backstage. Also, The Rock appeared on Good Morning America and said it was talking about his daughter Simone and said, "quote She's so smart. We're all so proud of her. She's going into her senior year. She signed with IMG as a model. She was a Golden Globe Globes ambassador. Simone is working hard and has already started. She wants to be a WWE wrestler." I said, honey, whatever your passion is, I support that. And wrestling was good to me. 
I started my career in Madison Square Garden, so bring it on. She's going to be a champ. End quote. God damn. Yeah. The God damn was my part. Um, <laughs> now, usually, a guy in the Rock's position would say, ain't going nowhere near the business, yada, yada. Right. If, well, first off, whether she's good or not, we're going to see her because there's a woman named Nia Jax on that roster right now. Yep. Who it's very clear why she has got her spot and her chance. Yes. Yep. No, um, this is the thing is that, I mean, there's a lot of people who say, well, you know, my kids aren't going to the business. Well, it's like the business part of it is really the, the prop. Like if the rocks daughter shows up tomorrow and says, I'd like to be champ by the end of the month. I'm pretty sure Vince is making that happen because you could, that's yeah. going to be everywhere. The today show will lead with that. Like Dwayne Johnson is the biggest box office movie star he made jumanji the reboot of jumanji into a giant hit this guy is 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 he's teflon and everyone loves him oh his daughter well let, let's let's find out what she's up to says all the media outlets so yeah it would be a huge thing i don't know if she's any good or not but um i mean she certainly got it um as they like to say in the blood that's true have somebody in the chat recommending we talk Lucha Underground 205 Live, Ring of Honor. I talk about those on the Weekender, Impact as well. Subscribe, FightfulSelect.com. The last thing I wanted to approach, <laughs> a quote from James Storm that really, really stood out to me and quite honestly rubbed me the wrong way. He did an interview recently. Let me track it down. Okay. Talking about the WWE schedule. He says... It's one of those things, I kind of threw it out there, only time will tell, we'll see what's happened, yada yada. Like you said, I'm getting my shit together. It was more personal in my family life that I had to get together, and that's all taken care of. And then he says, uh, my wife loved for me to go on the road. She's like, get out of the house. I just love to wrestle. That's why I got uh, into wrestling, is to wrestle. You hear people complain about being on the road too much, and the travel in the hotels. Pussies! Fuck that! That's what I'm about. Put me on the road because that's what I signed up for to entertain this these people, end quote. A quote from less than one year ago, James Storm says why he chose the tonight sign with WWE and NXT. Quote, with the schedule of NXT and Triple H was telling me we're going to try to run 100 to 120 shows from here on out through the year and stuff. It's all great and everything, but where I was personally in my life, I couldn't be on the road that much because I had some family problems. My wife wanted to have another kid. It was one of those things that wasn't the right timing for me, end quote. Now, I get it. Family issues. He said he's got that straight now. That wasn't going to change. Like, the NXT schedule wasn't going to change once his kid was born. That was a little confusing to me. Yeah. Um, It seems uh, that James Storm uh, has done what... Uh, what they call in the politics, uh, his position has evolved. Um, he's a flip-flopper. Uh, and that's fine because I think he wants uh, a WWE contract now. And he wants to be like, no, no, no. Remember what I said before about how it was too many dates? I, you can't give me enough dates. I want to do 400, 500 dates a year. That's what I want. That's me, James Storm, the date-going-to guy. Me, James Storm, who loves the road and all things roadish. That's 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 the sky, which is fine. He's angling for if he's angling for a contract. That's what it seems like to me. Um, hey, uh, I, I know a certain uh, glorious fella that he could give a huge boost to if they if they started hanging out together because yeah. beer money is a lot better than hey, look at me, don't I look great in my robe as a character trait? As a man who we once thought was wise and later turned out not to be, once said. Good night, jabroni marks without a life that don't know it's a work. When you work a work and work yourself into a shoot, marks. HH. Guys, guys, <laughs> he didn't actually put HH at the end of that, so I wonder if it was actually him. It probably wasn't. You can't prove it. You can't prove it. Listen, your boy podcast, our flagship Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, live streaming on Twitter, Fightful Online on Twitter. 
and YouTube. Check us out. We are on podcast platforms everywhere. Uh, most importantly, guys, let people know about us. Let people know that you like us. Just say, I really like the Fightful.com network of news and podcasts. And Hot Dog, we will appreciate it and likely retweet it. Thank you guys so much. We're out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.